Thank you, Jesus. If you're a guest here today, and if it's your first time in an apostolic service, we claim to be apostolic. I say we claim to be because sometimes our claim gets a little bit tested. Because a part of being apostolic is we say we have no program until we get out of the normal routine. And then we get a little off. So this may not be the normal routine this morning, but Genesis chapter 1. In case I don't get to any other announcements, I do want to remind you that this morning after service and tonight after service, we have uh, food and fellowship available and we are encouraging, inviting you to come. If you are a church member, there will be a charge. We'd love to just treat everybody, but we can't afford to do that. If you're a guest, we will provide you your food free of charge as a thanks for you being here. And due to the weather, it will be downstairs in the fellowship hall. We won't be outside um, this weekend. Tonight as well, same thing. After service, we'll be downstairs for food and fellowship. And uh, hopefully you'll plan to join us and... Uh, Spend some time fellowshipping. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. The presence of the Lord is in this place. Hallelujah. Genesis 1, 26. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion. Everybody say dominion. Over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image and the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. Somebody say subdue. And have dominion, there's that word again, over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. I want to ask you a question as my title this morning. Are you over or under? Are you over or under? God, I thank you for your presence that is in this place this morning. God, I believe we have entered into your presence and there are some things that you desire to do in this place today. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray, God, that a rhema, that a word from you would be spoken in this place and that somebody would mix that word with faith today, that something might be, that, that there may be a transformation take place in their lives today. In the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, somebody just join with me for a moment here. Let's just praise him a, another moment or two. Oh, he's alive. He's alive with all power. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you. You may be seated. I really debated to just continue through the norm and then preach, but I got to tell you, the more we kept saying, He rose in glory with all power and authority. He conquered my enemy 
He put them under my feet. The more I got to hearing that and the more I got to knowing what I was preaching, I just decided we didn't need an interruption. Because I believe somebody here today, when you leave this place, it is the will of God for what we have just sung to be what you live. That it is God's plan in your life to conquer every enemy in your life and put him under your feet. That is God's divine plan. The first chapter of the Bible, the very beginning of Scripture, 26 verses into it, God says, I want you to have dominion. Two verses later, he says, I want you to subdue it. I don't want you to be under dominion. I don't want you to be subdued. But I have created you to have dominion and to subdue. Let me just give you the Hebrew definition of those words, dominion and subdue. The word dominion means to tread down. Specifically, I like this part, to crumble off. To crumble off. I think this is one of those really good made-up stories. I'm pretty sure it's not, it's not true, but thanks to nothing else, the internet and then, and then the, 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 uh, increase of that through social media, there's a lot of really cute, great stories that go around and Many of us pass them on, so whether they're true or not, it's appealing to us. But the, the, the story is that there was an old farmer that had an old goat, and that goat happened to fall down into the well, and the farmer didn't know how to get the goat out. So he decided, since it was just an old goat and life wasn't going to last much longer anyway, he thought, I'll just go ahead and bury the goat. And he starts throwing shovels of dirt down into the well. And as he keeps shoveling dirt down into the well, he noticed that the, that the, what, what's the sound? I know not, I mean, what do you call the sound? Like neighing is what a horse does. What? Bleeding. There we go. I guess a sheep and goat, I guess. The bleeding of the, bleating, right? Not bleeding. Bleating of the, of the goat kept getting louder. The old farmer got curious as to what was going on and he started paying attention that when he'd throw a shovel of dirt down into that well and it would land on the old goat's back. That in, this isn't a word in the story, but in the word of the definition of the Hebrew, it would come crumble off and then, the, and then it said he would stamp it down. Uh, he would throw the dirt, hit the goat, shake it off, and stamp it down. You gotta make a decision today. 
You can decide to just sit still and do nothing and get buried alive. Or you can make up your mind what the enemy has intended for evil in my life. I'm going to turn around and make it for my good. So I'm going to shake it off and then stamp it down. Some of you today got some stuff that you need to shake off. Oh, hallelujah. To crumble off, tread down. And then the word, or that was Strong's, according to Thayer's, it means to rule, to have dominion, to dominate, to tread down. If you are being dominated by anything in your life, you are out of divine order. Oh, hallelujah. If you are being dominated, controlled by anything, or maybe I'll add this, anyone in your life, then you are living out of divine order. Oh, hallelujah. The word subdue means to subject, to force, to keep under. To bring into bondage. Sounds a little bit what I've, like what I've taught the last couple of Thursday nights. To subdue. To bring into bondage. You know, I've come, I'm coming to believe more and more circumstances, people's circumstances really has no, it, it is, it is not the issue. It's just not the issue. Because I have watched throughout my life, I've watched throughout my ministry, I've watched throughout my pastoring as people that have gone through very similar circumstances. One becomes under and the other never gets under. I've also watched that as some who have gone through way less Hardship and difficulty get more bitter and angry at God than those who have gone through worse. Now, I've said it before, I'll say it again in the future. When it comes to us individually, God is not comparing us to each other. God doesn't look at Brother Isaac and say, or look at me and say, well, you know what, you think you got problems, look at him, suck it up. God doesn't do that. God deals with every one of us individually and as a loving father and he he's not about telling us well you know what when you get as bad when it's as bad for you as it is for them come talk to me he doesn't do that however the other side of the coin is coin is for us <laughs> that I can allow the 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 smallest of adversity in my life to take dominion and control over me And yet I've watched people, when you look at them, you say, you know what, if anybody ought to be under, they should be under. 
And yet when you talk to them and you hang around them, you find out it doesn't matter how bad their life is, their circumstances are, somehow they have decided, I will not be dominated by, I will not be subdued by anything that's going on around me, but in fact, I'm going to take my rightful position and I'm going to subdue what is supposed to be subdued. Well, brother, right? You know, I'm, I'm, you know, Genesis. He, he just said animals and, and and stuff. Okay, okay, all right. Psalms eight, verse number one. Oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent, how excellent is Thy name in all the earth? Who has set Thy glory above the heavens? Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. God says, let me show you how great I am. I'm going to demonstrate my power through the weak. When I consider thy heavens... The work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained. And just in case we have anybody here today that you're questioning or you're different, let's just clearly state for you, we don't believe we got here by evolution and the Big Bang Theory. We believe we got here based on what Genesis 1 says, in the beginning God created. Verse 4. What? When you look at all this, when you look at the heavens, when you look at the, 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 the stars and the planets and the sun and the moon, when you look at all of creation, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visited him? God never robed himself and became a dog. God did not ever create himself to be a tree. Hug all the trees you want. God is not a tree. A tree is not God. But out of all of God's creation, it was you and I that God decided I'm going to visit you because out of everything I've done, you are my most valuable creation. Because nothing else was created in his image after his likeness except for you and I. I I, I don't want to make some of you mad and you tune me out for the rest of this message, but but your, your, your pet's not going to heaven. I'm sorry, it's not. It, it, it may have life, but it doesn't have a soul. It wasn't made in his image. So the psalmist says, what is, what is man that you're mindful of him? And the son of man that you would visited him, visit him, for you made him a little lower than the angels. And that, and crowned him with glory and honor. Here it is. Verse 6. Thou madest him. 
to have dominion over the works of thy hands. And here we go. Here we go. We just sang this. And have put... Genesis, he said, the birds, the fish, all that. But here, the psalmist goes on to say, you have put all things under his feet. What does all exclude? No thing. You have put all things under his feet. Therefore, if I am under something besides God, if I am under something besides God, I am living out of the divine order that God Himself created me for. Oh, hallelujah. I, my, my. All things, all things under His feet. All sheep and oxen, yea, and the beasts of the field, the fowl of the air and the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passeth through the paths of the seas. Well, there you go, Brother Wright. It's, it's all that same stuff as Genesis. No, we go back to previous verse. All, all things under, everything but God should crumble off. Oh, hallelujah. Everything but God should crumble off. There is nothing that you are supposed to be under controlling you but God. Because he said from the beginning, I've created you and I've created you to have dominion. He's put all things under our feet. Not some things, not a few things, not certain things. All things. All things. I love, there's a, there's a, uh, there's a phrase that is used. It's used 49 times. You will find it 49 times in the Old Testament. Most of them are found in Psalms, but 49 times you will find this description of God. Most high. Most high. If you are the most high, then there is nothing above you. Psalm 91 and 1 says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. The secret place of the Most High. Verse number 8 or 9 says, Because thou hast made the Lord which is my refuge, even the Most High Thy habitation. If He is the Most High, and He is the secret place that I dwell in, then there should be nothing above me except Him. Oh, hallelujah. 
Not my finances. Not my family. Not depression. Not sickness. No, I'm not saying that doesn't mean we don't have sickness. But what I'm saying that means is if there's sickness in my body and for whatever reasons he's not healing it, I'm not going to let the sickness determine the quality of my life based on my attitude towards him. Here is, here is the problem. To have dominion and subdue everything God intended for you to have dominion over and subdue, you've got to be in divine order. So here, I, I, I got bigger ones at home, but when there's the Maryland flag on it, it just, it's impossible to pass up. I should have wore my Maryland flag shirt. Not, not my flag, not my shirt with the flag on it. I mean my Maryland flag shirt. Long sleeve, whole shirt is Maryland pattern flag. You think that's crazy? Then you're in good company. My wife does too. Just see if I can give you a little mental picture here today. My umbrella is God. If I am going to have dominion and subdue, then I've got to be under the Most High. If I get outside, I lose the covering. Of the Most High. And I therefore open myself up to be subdued. Because the only way I have the authority to have dominion and subdue is I've got to stay under the one who is the Most High, who has all authority and all power. Notice something else. It's a little bit cumbersome to stay under the umbrella. Mm. I've got, there has to be a connection. There has to be an attachment. I, I become, let me use this word, I become tethered to the umbrella. Most of us want to do this and still maintain the dominion and the authority to subdue. You can't do it. The disciples said, I I started early, so I'm going to take my time. The disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray. Jesus responds and says, after this manner... According, let me paraphrase that. According to this pattern, pray. Don't want to offend anybody here today, but, but that was never, what we call the Lord's Prayer was never intended to become something to simply repeat. It was intended to be a pattern by which we pray. 
And so that prayer, he starts off and says, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Brother Wright, what do you mean? It's a pattern by which we pray. Well, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That's a form of worship. Go back to the psalmist. The psalmist said, we enter into his gates with thanksgiving. We enter into his courts with praise. The way I get into the presence of God is my praise and worship. So if I'm going to pray effectively, I need to get into God's presence. And the way I get into God's presence is by lifting up and exalting him. So when I say... Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. I'm acknowledging who he is. I'm acknowledging what he is. But I'm also giving him honor and glory for that. And then the next part says, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The problem for too many of us is we want the kingdom without the king. You cannot have a kingdom unless you have a king. We want all of the benefits of the kingdom, but we don't want the king. Well, maybe we should have kept worshiping because this isn't as fun as he conquered my enemy. I, I, I'm going to have to take that back in a minute, but you can have it for a, for a moment. We, we, want, we want all of the benefits, but we don't want to pay what is the first and foremost price of having the kingdom, and that is submission. I, I want, sorry, I want all of this. I want all of this. But really, here's what most of us want. I, I don't even know how to do I can't do this without breaking it, so I'll just have to try it. We, we want, we want, we want to be here. He's the most high, but we want to be a little higher. Because rather than us under Him doing His bidding, whoo, this was going to be a lot more fun this morning than this. I, I, I don't know how we got here. We want him under us. Can't happen. Because he is the most high. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth that is as it is in heaven. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in, or let me say it this way, I think it would be all right, under, it's probably more appropriately in, but in the context of this, under the Holy Ghost. Preacher, I got all kind of chaos and confusion and turmoil in my life. I I don't know if I can believe what you're saying. Well, let me just give you the quick solution. You need to find out where the umbrella is. And you need to get under the umbrella. Because I can tell you today, the umbrella works. I've just got to stay under it. If I will get under His authority, I then have the right to expect to have dominion and authority.
here's also what you see is what we, but Isaac, and do, do me a favor. I, I want you to hold this, this, help me out here. Hold that. And, 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 yeah, just, that's what we want. We want the complete freedom of movement, but you keep up. God, I'm going to go wherever. I'm going to go. I got the mic. (laughs) I'm going to go wherever I want to go. Whatever I want to do, that's what I'm going to do. And you got me, you got my back, God. I don't, I'm not sure there's any, there may be, if you can find it, let me know. I'm not sure there's any scripture, but God got my back. We, we, we like God having my back because that means I, I got the freedom. And if anything goes wrong, he'll clean up the mess. See, I, I want the covering, but with the freedom. And since you're the most high, you just keep everything off of me while I do whatever I want to do. But the problem is, now you can, the problem is, he doesn't follow like your little puppy. In fact, the way it really works is, he's got the lead. And you got to get a hold wherever he's taking you. Thank you. And you've got to follow where he leads. We, we were downtown with the rest of Annapolis on Friday night. Friday, uh, Friday was, the fir- I think, pretty much our first beautiful spring day, for the, as far as I remember. <laughs> we didn't realize when we had the brilliant idea of going downtown and getting some food and enjoying the weather that, that more than half of Annapolis had this same idea. We got to driving around trying to find parking, and it was just an impossibility. I'm trying to use all the things. I'm blessed and highly favored. Where's my parking spot? (laughs) Didn't work. We drove around for a while, and we went over by, I forget the name of the little elementary school down there. Not a little, but they'll, yeah, what, yeah, that. (laughs) And they got a parking lot next to it that usually is, I think, reserved for the school, but... They had a sign. Oh, it was open. They, they, you could park in there, and I'm assuming they were selling parking for fundraising, and 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 it was ten bucks. And I mean, you pay for a meter for two bucks, but we were desperate at that point. But but there was a slight problem. Ten dollars was cash only. I don't know about y'all, but I rarely have cash anymore. You see, most of us, we operate the opposite of that, though. We got this little bit of cash we operate off. But we want God to always be in our back pocket or our purse. You just stick close by me, God. And when I need you, I'll swipe you. (laughs) When I reach the point I don't have enough to handle my own stuff anymore, I'll let you know and I'll, I'll... Pull you out and I'll swipe you in the machine and you'll make up the difference. That's not the way he works. 
uh, uh, this this is also you know or or most of we'll make this compromise. We'll make this compromise. I got him if I need him. I got him if I need him. You ever see? Maybe some of you've done it. I've never seen you do it, so I'm not picking on you. So the only way I'll know I'm talking to you is if you get mad. So. You ever, I mean, first and foremost, you see this getting used for what? Rain. You ever see somebody walking around on a clear blue sky, sunshiny day under an umbrella? You know what's interesting about that? Your mind says, that's, you know why they're doing it. But your mind says, that, that's out of place. That looks really goofy. That's a lot of our problem. Mm. When everything's good, we don't want to walk around looking out of place. So God, I just need you to stand by and be real close in case a thunderstorm blows in that I'm not expecting. And in that moment, God, I'll have you and I'll be ready to get under the covering of your authority and your power and your ability. But until that happens, I just need you to stay close by me. No. (laughs) Thy... Kingdom come. That part's not hard enough to swallow. The next is even or is equally as challenging, if not more. Thy will be done. Thy will be done. So I I, I know I'm not preaching to you today that you're supposed to have dominion and subdue without any strings attached. But I I just, I struggle understanding why people want to live outside the covering of the secret place of the Most High. You know, I know this is not, I'm sure you can't find this in a psychology book, and I'm sure they're not going to teach this at all of our wonderful liberal universities, but I, I, my, my beliefs are not based on what man says. My beliefs are based on what the Word of God says. You know what addiction is? Addiction is being out of divine order. It's something controlling you other than what God intended to control you. Because if I am under Him and He is the Most High, there is nothing to control me besides Him. Mm. Where am I? Listen, listen to this, Matthew chapter 8, verse number 5. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him, and saying, Lord, 
My servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus saith unto him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. What's amazing is most people get offended when they call on Jesus and he doesn't come. Lazarus was about to die, was very sick, and Mary and Martha send word to Jesus, your, 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 your friend whom you love is he's in bad shape. Jesus purposefully delays. <laughs> he may not come when you want him. But he'll be there right on time. He's an on-time God. Yes, he is. He shows up and that, that's there. That's all. I think if not the first, it's some of the first words out of their mouth. Lord, if you would have been here, if you would have shown up, this would not have happened. But the centurion says, don't come. I'm not worthy. But if you will just speak the word, my servant will be healed. That's, that's great. That's awesome. That's powerful. But the secret of why he said that and believed that is found in the next verse. For I am a man... Under authority. And because I am under authority, I have soldiers and I can say to this man, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he doeth it. So because I am under authority, I know what authority can do. Hmm. I don't probably somebody else I could use for this, but I'll, I'll use you, Brother Ben. Ben Kimbrough. The, uh, what you, are you the, the, the uh, CEO or what's your is that what, president, founder of Global Harvest Networks? If I if I walked in, I, just as an not as not as I don't mean I don't, I'm not even saying as pastor. I just mean as as an individual. If I walked in there, well, the bar works for Brother Kimberl. If I walked in there tomorrow and said, uh, "Jim, I want you to go here today and do this." Again, forget the pastor part, because believe it or not, both of those guys. If I walked into their office tomorrow and told them to do something, they'd do it. All right, that's, that's a cult. That's, I ain't about to go do that. So <laughs> that's why, oh, boy, oh, my goodness. Woo. We're going to have to go from here to here. <laughs> or as I preached a couple of Thursday nights ago, I, I'm going to have to get behind the shield because I feel some fiery darts, and they're not from the devil. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> so, again, just, just as an individual, 
Better yet, I'll use this. What's the name? Where do you work? What's the name of it? Dissa. Oh, okay. If I walked in, I'll I'll take them off the table because of the relationship. If I walked in there tomorrow and started giving orders, security, because I have no authority there. Some of you are running around trying to give the devil all kind of orders. And he's sitting there going, this is very entertaining. Because I don't see an umbrella. <laughs> There's a story in the, in, in the book of Acts that there was some people trying to do what Paul did. Trying to cast out some devils because they saw what Paul did. What was really sad is they said, "By I adjure you by Paul's God. Paraphrasing a little bit. They responded and said, Jesus I know. Paul I know. But who are you? Because you may know Paul and you may know Jesus. But you have no authority to use their names, his name, as the name above every name, if you are not also under his authority. I say to one, he goes. I say to another, he comes. Because the reason I know he's going to do that is because I also am submitted to the authority above me. I preached it last Sunday morning. Understand, I'm not, this message this morning is not about saying that you have the, you, you should be able to control every circumstance and every situation in your life and make everything work out exactly how you wanted to. If that's the case, then something was wrong with Jesus. Because when he walked on this earth, he sure went through a whole lot of circumstances and situations that were not appealing to the flesh at all. In fact, there were two times. One time was in the wilderness. The second time was on the cross where he was tempted by, by them saying, first time was the devil. The second time was the crowd gathered around. If you are who you really say you are, then prove it. Deliver yourself from, come down from, call angels down from heaven. You know what he did? He stayed right there. Under the covering of authority. Because, again, Joseph's brethren show up after years of being separated. They finally find out who he is. They begin apologizing. And what an amazing statement. He makes. I've already quoted it, this message. But he responds to them and he says this, What you meant for evil, God meant for good. What the enemy intends for evil in your life, that God apparently even allows him to do some things in your life, if you are here, 
then ultimately you know there is something working better than what I can see. I'm learning even more and more the lesson. (laughs) The moment I think I've got it figured out, the way things are going to unfold and how it's all just going to happen, there are things that I never anticipated or knew were coming. I have a prayer I pray a lot of times, particularly when I am in the midst of having to make some kind of major decision. Some of you are are, are blessed. I I say blessed. Some of you, your experience is, let me rephrase that, because some of you, your experience is in some situations where you had to make very significant decisions that God spoke to you. May not have been... Literally audible, but it was in such a clear way that it almost felt audible. And told you exactly what to do. I may disillusion some of you with this next statement, but I hopefully will encourage others of you with this next statement. I honestly cannot think of one major decision in my life that I could tell you that God clearly spoke to me exactly what to do. Can he? Absolutely. Absolutely. Do I believe he speaks to people? You better believe I do. Am I jealous that he speaks to people in that clear way? Absolutely I am. Bottom line is I want to do his will because his will is much better than my will. And always works out way better than how my will would work out. And so I, I have come to the conclusion, the belief that it's one thing to make decisions on your own, heart stubbornly with a hard head and perhaps even rebelliously. But it's another thing when you're making a decision that you got to make a decision, and He's not clearly speaking. So my prayer has always been this. God, I'm doing what I feel like, what I believe that I'm supposed to do. And if somehow I am missing it, then by circumstances or by a man or woman of God speaking into my life, don't let me miss it. I don't have any confidence in that prayer when I am detached from the authority. God, I'm going to do this. And if if I'm actually making a mistake, then... No. The reason that I have confidence in that prayer is because I am trying. I'm sure I don't have it down perfectly all the time. But I am trying to stay right here. So God, if I'm going the direction I feel like I'm supposed to go and I happen to be missing it, I don't want to be dominated or subdued by anything. I want to be under your authority. So somehow, if you're not going to speak audibly to me, I need you to do something because I don't want to become under anything besides you. 
We are so, so uh, caught up into believing that the only answer in our lives is for our circumstances to change. Problems go away. Difficulties go away. Pain leave our body. Trouble leave our lives. And I'm believing it more and more, partly because I'm learning to live it more and more. And that is that ultimately there is a place that God desires for me to live, that the circumstances ultimately do not matter. My my go-to passage for this point, Psalm 73. The psalmist says, I got to looking at the prosperity of the wicked. Seems like everything they did went well. Everything worked out for them. He said, when, when I got to thinking about this, when I got to looking at this, my, it, was, it became too much, and my steps had almost slipped. I almost stumbled and fell. Then he says this, until, hmm, until, not until I won the lottery, not until I found a, or not until I had a, a, a rich relative that passed away and left me all their inheritance. No, until I got into the sanctuary or into the presence of God and notice what the, notice what the thing was that changed and caused him not to slip. He said, I understood their end. I understood their end. I understood that the outcome, the final score, if you will, is not what it is right now. And based on what he says in that psalm, none of his circumstances changed. None of the problems that he had changed. The people that were about to cause him to slip because of all of the prosperity in their life did not suddenly lose everything. But his outlook changed. Jesus told the parable of two men that built houses. One on the sand, the other on the rock. Both of them went through storms. Both of them faced adversity. The difference was the response to it. And the thing that allowed for a different response was one had a firm foundation. Not only a firm foundation, but had a covering of authority that they were under. And when the storm finished, the house that was on the sand was beat apart and destroyed. But the house that was on the rock remained standing. I know the I know the atmosphere in this place is a lot different than 
45 minutes ago. He conquered my enemy. He put them under my feet. Woo! But the same God that was in here 45 minutes ago is the same God that's actually still in here right now. Isn't it kind of funny? How many of you ever had surgery? Any, I mean, minor or major. You ever had surgery? I've had, I think, three surgeries now. There, we, there was no party going on in pre-op. I mean, we weren't in there juking and jiving and dancing. And it was very calm, very quiet. And I'm about to put this stuff in the IV, and four hours of my life were gone. I have no idea where they went. there's there's no streamers and 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 horns and balloons and and loud music in the surgery room some of us never mm, some of us never allow never get to the point of god really doing anything in us because we don't want to stop the party I, I, I like that. I like. I don't know about you, but I like the earlier atmosphere than this one. But what I also know is this is a moment that God has to bring us to, if He's really going to do and hear what needs to be done. Because as much as I like the dancing and the shouting and the celebrating that He put my enemy under His feet. Usually in that moment, there's not a lot of change and transformation that's really taking place. That's more about me just declaring who He is. But it's this moment right here, if you're willing to get still and stay still, willing to allow His Spirit to really talk to you and show you, the problem is not my ability to cover you. The problem is not a deficiency in my power and authority. The problem is, if you're going to have dominion and subdue, you got to be in the right place. There are some people here today, I'm not even about to try to start naming circumstances, because I have my fear in doing that is when you start doing that, if you don't name somebody's specific circumstance, then they may think you're not talking to them. So I'm going to leave that between you and Jesus to figure out. There are some people that God has brought to this place today, whether it's your first time, your first couple of times, or you come here all the time, that God's desire is to put some things in order in your life so you can live and experience what He intended for you to have. Some of you today, it's... Here I go. I'm going to do what I just said I wouldn't do. Oh, well. Some of you today, you're subdued, you're dominated by fear. Perfect love. Perfect love. Casts out fear. Perfect love casts out fear. Some of you today, it's... It's your mind that you need to have dominion over. Just your mind. Your mind. There are some people here today that I believe with all of my heart. I believe there's somebody here today. I don't know what the addiction is, but there's somebody here today that you're addicted by something. 
And God's will is for you to be free from your addiction. And I believe the ultimate answer to that is you've got to get things in order. You've got to get under the authority and the control of the one who has all power and ability. I want you, if you would, please, to close your eyes right where you are for now. I like like to do my best to try to make this part as easy as possible, but I also believe there's got to be some action on our part. Most miracles that Jesus did were in response to somebody reaching out to Him. I, I, I read and find a whole lot less miracles that Jesus initiated versus ones that others initiated. So, while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, you're in this place today and you're willing to acknowledge, you know what, Pastor? I, there's some things in my life that are that have dominion over me that are subduing me. I don't want to keep living that way. I want to get myself under the covering of God's anointing and God's power so that I can then do what God created me to do and that's to have dominion and to subdue. If you're willing to acknowledge this morning that in some way or other that fits you and you're tired of living the way you've been living, you're tired of the struggle and the frustration or the depression and the discouragement, I believe God can change that today. And so I want to open this altar right now. If you're a guest, you don't have to come alone. Either if you came with somebody, they'll come, or if you're here kind of on your own, somebody will join with you so you don't have to do it by yourself. And to everyone else, that's you today. I invite you to get out of your seat, come down to this altar. I think in the context of today, I'm asking that in the in the context of it being surrender. I'm yielding myself to you, God. I'm surrendering myself to you. I'm I want to put myself under the covering of your authority today. I realize that means I got to kind of be tethered down. I realize that that means I'm not free to just do however I want, whatever I want. You're just going to tag along and follow behind me. I understand that that's going to require submission and that's going to that's going to require me giving up my will to do your will, but I also believe that in the end that's the best choice that I can make. I get some help from some right now that maybe you don't need to respond for yourself. Let the Lord use you to minister to someone else. Come on, I know know the atmosphere is a little different than when we were singing earlier, but I believe not only were we singing as a part of praise and worship, but the Spirit of God was declaring something in this place today. I believe as a part of our praise and worship, the Spirit of God was trying to tell somebody today it's His desire to put all things under your feet. 
in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. By the power of your Spirit today, Father. By your grace, Lord. We surrender to you today. Lord, perhaps there's somebody today that needs to surrender to you for the first time ever in their life. That before this moment, before today, they have never surrendered themselves to you. I pray grace upon them to do that today. And God, there are those here today, I know that there have been times, some even many times, of surrender in the past. But again, today we need to we need to renew that surrender and that commitment. We want to be under the covering and the authority of your Spirit, God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, God, I, I want to live in that secret place. I want to dwell in that secret place with you as the most high. God, I don't want to be under anything else but you. I don't want to be under the control of any other human. I don't want to be under the control of any substance. I don't want to be under the control of any other spirit. I want to be under you, God, alone as the most high. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Help us today, God. God, to find our rightful place in you. I pray for every individual in this place today, God, that by your grace and your mercy, you would help us to take our rightful place in you, God. Step into that position, that role that you have for us, that place that you created us for, God. In Jesus' name, your word declares, God, that you intended for all things to be put under our feet. All things. You said all things. You said all things, God. I'm not supposed to be under my circumstances. I'm not supposed to be under my sickness. I'm not supposed to be under the adversity in my life. That doesn't mean it all goes away, God. It mean I'm problem-free, pain-free. But what that means is I know that whatever's going on in my life is ultimately under your control. Because I'm under your control. In Jesus' name.
not going to expect you, God, just to keep up with me and go where I go and do what I do, but I'm surrendering to you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God, every individual that's in this place today that may be battling depression, I pray, God, that divine order would come in their life today, that there would be able to be a deliverance. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. By the power of your Spirit, Lord. In Jesus' name. 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 I will follow, I will follow you. I will follow you, Lord. I will remain under the covering of your authority and protection and power, submitted to your will, not my will. Willing, God, to surrender, not just to having your kingdom in my life, but accepting that if my king, if your kingdom is in my life, then I must be submitted to you as the king as well. In the name of Jesus, 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 in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In Jesus' name. We're not going to interrupt or dismiss at this point, but if you need to go, hopefully you'll join us at least for a few minutes of fellowship downstairs. I think they may be still in transition setting up after Sunday school, but if you're a guest today and not familiar, you can just go out the door to my left and down the stairs and kind of make a U-turn at the bottom and head into the foyer, and it's right off the foyer area. Also, the ushers are going to be at the doors as you're leaving. If you have an offering, tithes or offering you'd like to give today, you can do that on your way out. Again, I'm inviting all of you that would to join us for some food and fellowship before you head out. In Jesus' name.